y'all. Welcome to What's Up Deck, the chillest tarot podcast with the punniest name. I'm your host, Liana Marie. Let's see what's going on in the tarotverse today. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of What's Up Deck. I am Liana Marie and here to talk today about the position of significator and do you use it? Do you not use it? What the heck's it mean? How can it be used? All that good stuff. And then I think I will likely do my daily poll as a part of this as well. So yeah, I've been into tarot kind of circling around it for a few years, but really specifically, I would say about a year of intensive daily personal study, doing lots of reading, reading on the tarot and, you know, reads themselves as well. (laughs) And I've gotten to the point, you know, now that I've started doing some, some smallish scale, semi-professional reads for mostly friends and friends of friends, it's kind of the place I'm at now, and I'm uh, I'm working on sliding scale because I feel that that is appropriate to my level of interpretation and knowledge of the tarot currently. You know, you'll see folks who, you know, they'll charge $120, $150 for a tarot reading, and I will never, ever make any comment on what anyone is charging for that because, you know, you get, you spend 10, 15, 20, some 30, 40 you know, years doing this, can only imagine what it's like to to have been in the tarot for that long, you know, having been in it myself seriously for you know just a beginning of my journey, and I'm already so excited for for what that might look like in the future. But yeah, that is to say, those readers, they've spent quite a lot of time developing their practice and such, and so yeah, those rates make a lot of sense to me. I'm not in the place where I feel personally comfortable charging that amount, (laughs) and so I don't. I do the sliding scale thing because this is something I enjoy doing, part of my kind of overall artistic whole, but it's also not the the main breadwinner right now. But that being said, how does this relate to the significator? I've been thinking a lot about what in my practice is something that is like directly sourced from any of the reference texts or, or kind of study that I've done of the tarot? And what in my practice is something that I have kind of stumbled upon, something that I have come across in my own practices and has just become a part of my habits and how I do things. And I realized that I actually thought the way that I do and treat the significator was something that I had read. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I feel like I read that somewhere. So I was going back through, looking through my books, looking through my texts, looking through various saved posts on the gram. Can't find it anywhere. I'm like, where did this come from? And I think the answer is one of two places. One, I think it might, and I'll have to confirm with this friend on this, but I think it might be from the friend who really rekindled my serious interest in tarot. Uh, she knows who she is, Medea Sugar Westy. I think this might be hers. Might be hers. I can't, I can't, can't confirm. 
But if it's not, then I think it's just something I, I, I came across or maybe the two of us came across it together, uh, especially as I was first really getting back into tarot. We did a lot of reading together where we would you know, sit and look up cards and spend hours on one read and it was time so well spent. I miss that all the time. So yeah, what is the significator? How is it used? How do many people use it? And how do I use it that is somehow different? Well, the significator is the card that you pull that's supposed to kind of represent the querent or the person who is asking the questions. So not necessarily the reader, you know, if you're having someone else read your cards. If you are reading for yourself, then yes, you are the reader, but you are also the querent, right? You're asking about yourself. And this is a card that you traditionally, often draw intentionally to represent either yourself or kind of the overall energy of the question that you're asking really depends on the read. And there's all manner of formulas of how to find and how to create the significator, right? Do you pick a court card? Do you base it on gender? Do you base it on age? Do you always pick the fool? Uh, do you always pick a certain trump? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of things that include the word always in the sentence, right? <laughs> I, uh, I think it really depends on what you're drawing for. And so, yeah, I think that those might be some good ways, some good tools, some options on how to choose significator. For myself, as I've mentioned, I think, in previous episodes, I really love the idea of reading cards together, of seeing how the energies of two or more cards interact. And so for my daily reads, I will pull a significator. Uh, and for every read that I do, I will pull a significator, even when I'm just coming up with taroscapes or taroscopes. Oh my gosh, I always say that. I taste say taroscapes instead of instead of taroscopes. Now I can't even talk. I gotta figure out if taroscapes is something or if this is just like a name that I need to be using. I don't know. Maybe we found a new name for the podcast if I ever get tired of this silly pun. <laughs> so yeah, significator. I pull one for every read. When I'm reading for folks, when I'm reading for myself, when I am doing taroscopes. There we go. But I pull it, right? I don't select it. And that's the differentiation in that terminology that I'm going to use. When I select a card, I'm going into a deck, I'm looking at it all face up and deciding which of these do I think applies. When I pull, as opposed to select, I'm letting the deck do its thing, right? And sometimes when I'm shuffling, a significator will present itself. It'll be like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. And... Yeah, I, I always pay attention when a card jumps. I will, you know, use that as significator, and then if another card jumps after that, I'll just use that as whatever the next position is for whatever pull I'm doing. You know, when that happens, I really do think that it's important to pay attention because that can also be how we you know, gain some more insight and form our own personal relationships with the cards. So I did want to read one thing as I was going through, as I said, my reference texts, kind of searching for this origin of my own view of significator. I did see in this beautiful 78 Degrees of Wisdom that I read all the time, Pollock has a really great section on that, and I want to find the proper page. So the beginning part about reads... And she's talking about why do 
a significator talking about the process of of doing a read and what do you do first and she says you know we choose the querent card and set it aside so that's significator we set it aside for two reasons first so that the person shuffling can focus on the picture to keep the attention from wandering second so the deck will then reduce to 77 which is seven the number of will times 11 the number of balance and so I just think that it's a little numerology nugget, a little extra there on why it might be nice to consider pulling a significator. It's a, it's a nice way to get the deck in numerical alignment for some of the things you're going to ask it to do. So now that talked a little bit about the significator in general, kind of getting myself ready for my day here. Today was another day where trying to work with that Nine of Pentacles message that I got a few days ago of really investing in proper routine, the joy of discipline. And today was another day where I was able to get myself up and going through making the chore type things I have to do more pleasurable. It was just like listening to music and stuff, but it's amazing the difference that'll make. Helps you get a little bit in flow. So yeah, just, I've got my Waite Smith deck here. I did a Celtic cross the other night with my star spinner. That was just, whoo, on the money. And so I've got many cards from that spread on my little, little love altar. I've got two little altars. Ooh, that'll be a good one. That's something I should talk about. I should talk about my little altars another time. But yes, so since many of those cards are currently in service, <laughs> of reminding me of those things. I figured for today's little daily poll, it's a good reason to get back into the Waitsmith. It's been a minute since I've done a poll or a read with, with this deck, since I've been getting to know the star spinner. It's going to be like chatting with an old friend, an old friend that will not pull any punches. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do my poll for a significator. And then also for card, and we'll see what comes up. All right. So as significator, I pulled the Queen of Swords reversed. And as my card for the day, I pulled the Knight of Wands reversed. So lots of reversed energy. Um, and because I know this deck fairly well, I'm just going to dive into what I'm already just kind of sensing and looking at these two cards together the similarities that I'm noticing then we'll get into some reference text and see what is pertinent see what stays right so the significator queen of swords uh well in both of these cards being being court cards you know there's there's discussion you know when do you know that a court card is talking about a person when do you know if a court card is talking about just general energy associated with and the answer is you figure it out, right? Over time, you learn. And I hate that that's the answer for everything, but that's the answer for everything, right? You just see what continues to come up in certain ways and you feel it out. So for a general energy reading, I find that for court cards, for me, the most of the time I'm talking about general energy, because it's a general energy read. But sometimes in going back, you know, through my tarot journals, and this is why I like to write things down or, or record them on a podcast, because then you go back to them. You know, I will often encourage my, my friends and my clients and such to to record uh, via Zoom when we do our reads together so they can go back over it multiple times because I find my best utility in my reads and going through them after the fact. And sometimes you notice things 
that maybe you didn't and you could be like, oh, that's maybe what we were talking about here. And I just didn't see that. And now that you've seen it once, you know, kind of hindsight 2020 situation, you can see it again. That being said, I know of myself that Queen of Swords sometimes indicates a specific individual in my life, energy of that individual in my life, but it also sometimes it's just indicating when I'm feeling a certain type of way. And Knight of Wands, I think, actually has more significance about the Celtic cross that I was just talking about that I did yesterday, because that is what came up as significator for me for that read. And so it might just be talking about a little inversion. We might be a little might be a little difficult to tap into some of the things that that read was talking about today. It might just be giving me a heads up that like, you know, today might be like that kind of day. And that's okay. It's not, you know, it's not a death sentence. Sometimes it's just helpful to know like, oh, I might need to use those coping skills today. So other things I'm noticing about these cards, obviously both of them reversed. Both of them have seated figures while the queen is, you know, in her throne the Knight of Wands is seated on a horse that is rearing back, so it's kind of throne-like in that way, but far more active. Queen of Swords is a connected swords card in that we do see some ground. She's not completely in the air, but she is above it all. She really doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> Queen of Swords energy is really just there to set things straight. She can get a little harsh when she's feeling underappreciated she can turn in on herself and get jealous or create self-fulfilling prophecies so that might be a little bit of the energy that we're talking about today and then knight of wands talking about that charging excited ready to make mistakes kind of energy because wands is a very optimistic card and knight is you know very it's a position of action that that court card has a lot to do with action, charging in, maybe not all the experience in the world, but very, you know, very do energy, very active energy. And so might be talking about it's a little bit difficult to find that get up and go today, which is what that card really meant in that Celtic cross I did, I did the other night. Might also just be talking about, you know, because reversal doesn't necessarily mean a lesser. It can also just mean a disruption or a change, alteration. And so it might also be an abundance I might be dealing with an abundance and like too much. And with what's the lesson with too much wands energy, too much wands energy, uh, it'll just all burn. Right. And then it can be really difficult to sustain after the fact. So I think that that really is on the money for where I'm feeling today. Cause like I said, today was another day where I was able to get myself up and going and I know I have a lot of things to do, but I'm making time to create anyways. And that comes at a cost, right? I will be much more tired when I get into my evening work. I will be much more tired when I'm in my day job. And that's just true. That's that's the decision I've made. And I, you know, but that's okay because sometimes it's okay to be tired. You know, if, if you get to choose it and you're working really hard and that's just where you need to be. And if you know that, then you can plan for it. You know, you can you can let yourself be where you need to be. And when those feelings come up of, of oh, I just don't want to be doing this or, oh, this is so frustrating or you know any of those things, we can just be a little bit more gentle with ourselves because we kind of, we knew that that might be the thing today. So I'm going to consult some reference text, see if there's any other connections. Mm. So reverse queen can indicate an overemphasis on sorrow, someone who makes life seem much worse than it is by ignoring the good things around her. She can show a strong mind turned nasty as a reaction to pain or pressure from unpleasant situations or people. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> As a general energy thing right now, it, it does feel very easy to focus on the negative, focus on the what is difficult in my personal and professional lives right now. That is, that was certainly the mood yesterday, and that's why yesterday didn't go all the way I wanted it to. So in terms of significator of general theme, yep, I think we are on the money there. And it's okay to be there. It's just a part of the deck, right? We don't always get the lovers. Don't always get the Three of Cups. We just gotta accept it, work with it, so be it, see to it, and move on, right? Take it under advisement. So, also consulting Knight of Wands. So, unlike the experienced warrior, seeking he seeks battle at every opportunity, needing to prove courage and strength to others and yet is easily thrown from his horse because he's a little untried. So it's a little fragile, a little, little overeager, and, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall situation. <laughs> Opposition can be confusing. Expecting everything to fall before him, he may find himself in basic disharmony with people or situations around him because he just kind of expects that things will work out. His actions are interrupted as he finds his basic good nature at odds with people and situations. Mm, yes. In reading, therefore, the reverse note symbolizes confusion, disrupted projects, breakdown, and disharmony. Yeah. All right. Well, just good to know, I guess. Both of those cards are talking about, you know, things might just be a little rough. Things might be a little disjointed. Things might take a little extra to be doing right now. And that's okay. Aren't you glad you're listening to this? So uplifting, right? Isn't tarot so uplifting? <laughs> Gotta love it. In many ways, our wedding seems the last real thing to ever happen. An event born of a foregone era when we could touch and hug openly, when we would kiss and hold hands and reassure in the myriad ways we've evolved to physically say, yes, I am here to witness this with you. It's been a year and a day since we made our vows in a time that no longer exists, and yet the truth of our words, the promises we made, echo across our brave new normal, reminding that we will always be our refuge, our safe place to weather the storms. These days, anniversary seems a borrowed word from a foreign world, so call it what you like. Last night, we drank wine and we called family. You brought me twelve red roses I arranged in a simple vase. We curled together on the couch to watch our beautiful ceremony and click through photos we certainly meant to share, but probably never did. And we laughed as we held each other, dancing slow circles through the living room, our song repeating playfully from my phone's tinny speakers. Yes, in all of this, we took one night and thought of nothing but the joy of us. For we are our sanctuary. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of What's Up Deck. Appreciate you listening. Hope you learned a little something about the significator. 
maybe about the cards we pulled or maybe just enjoyed a little a little joy at the end of the end of the cast so i'll see you around enjoy your day thanks for tuning in to this episode of what's up deck you can find me on instagram at this piece of work or book a virtual tarot read with yours truly via my calendly at calendly.com slash this piece of work. Bye.